are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I show up every other week to talk to you about all things bookish and to share one fiction, one nonfiction, and one children's book selection written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books, too. Let's dive in. This is episode 17, and you can find all the links to all the books and anything else I talk about in today's episode on our show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show I hope you are all having a lovely spring so far. We are having an interesting spring, but we always do where I live. We just get all the weather for about a month, so... Just today alone, we have had snow, rain, snow and rain at the same time, rain in sunshine, sunshine, fog, mist, and now it's just really cloudy and really, really cold. It just kind of comes and goes, and it makes it really hard to plan anything outdoors, but that's okay because we can still find all kinds of beauty in the spring, right? So that is what I am trying to do. I also have to warn you, my husband is now working from home, which is wonderful, but it also means that you are very likely to hear some weird noises, so I apologize for that. Um, Hopefully that won't be an issue, and if it is, it won't be for very long because we are saving up for a really nice headset, and that'll take care of a lot of the sound quality issues. If you want to help us save up for that headset, we would very much appreciate it. Um, any books that that you are planning to purchase, not just books we talk about on the show, but any books you're planning to purchase, you can, um, purchase through our bookshop.org storefront. And then we get about 10% of the commission on that. All you have to do is go to bookshop.org slash shop slash the Christian bookworm. And then you just, um, search for whatever book you're planning to buy and buy it. And that's it. It's really that simple and you don't pay anything extra. It just comes right out of the profits that they would have kept for themselves. And we would very much appreciate it. Okay. Let's talk about what I am currently reading. Lots and lots of books as always. I'm trying hard to, I'm not trying hard. I don't know why I said that. I'm not trying very hard at all. I'm kind of trying to pare it down some, but, um, I don't know. I just want to read all the books. So it's really hard to do. So I am currently studying Vietnam right now um, just for myself, and I am reading Dear America, Letters from Vietnam, which is edited and compiled by Bernard Edelman. This book is not for everyone. It's got some coarse language. It's got some really offensive and inappropriate things in it. So um, take this one very seriously if you do decide you're going to read it. It also is very harrowing at times. So we are following a set group of soldiers and um, these are their letters that they sent to various friends and family members when they were in Vietnam. And these are all very young men and they saw a lot of things. And um, it's just been really interesting. I've learned a lot more about the war itself. I've learned a lot more about their um, states of mind and the way their thoughts and feelings kind of shifted and flowed throughout the war. It's been difficult to read, and it's also been extremely enlightening. So if you are interested in Vietnam and you can overlook um, some of the coarse language and 
more, then I would recommend this book. Otherwise, like I said, it's definitely not for everyone. And I also just started a book this morning called Homeschool Adventures by Melissa Callop. This is hopefully going to help me come up with some of the more fun, um, hands-on, experiential elements of homeschool that are not necessarily my strong suit. So, um, like I said, I just started it, but I am definitely a fan of the way she's written it, just this first little chapter I've read so far, and I am looking forward to seeing what she has to teach me. Um, the last book is not necessarily one I just sit down and read through, but it's one I am reading snippets of really often here lately, and it is my very favorite garden book, so I thought I would share that. Um, I have been gardening for several years now, and we, as most of you know, we have a um, baby homestead. We bought some land, and we've been very slowly turning it into our um, more self-sustainable homestead. It's hard work and it is expensive and so it's it's very a very slow going process and we've had a lot of wonderful friends and family um, supporting us and helping us and it's been great but it is taking a very long time. Um, but I am learning more and more and more and my garden this year will once again be bigger than ever before and we're really excited about that but it's also a little bit daunting and overwhelming so I am referring back to this book often. This is Rodale's Garden Answers. It's a nice big thick book with all the things I could possibly want to know about organic gardening and it is not a um, well, I guess I should just say I really like the way it's laid out. So I have several gardening books. Um, I had a few, and then when we moved into this house, there were lots of garden books like that had gotten left behind that I get to keep and look through. But of all my gardening books, the layout of this one is my absolute favorite, and it's the one I would hands down recommend over any others. And I guess since I don't sit and read that every day, some of you might think that doesn't count. So I'll just share my new fiction read too. Um, I just started, um, yesterday I started a new fiction, Redemption by Karen Kingsbury. This is the first book in the Baxter family series. I started it once before, but the, the start of the book is about a main character's, um, husband is having an affair. And that is really difficult subject matter for me to read about. So I pretty instantly, um, quit reading and, wasn't planning to. I've been given the recommendation to read this series so many times, and um, since I finished, well, I didn't finish it. I read like 20 pages, so since I gave up on it the last time, um, probably five more people have recommended the book to me, and I've learned more about it, read more about the series after learning that the Baxter's um, are going to be made into a TV show, so I decided to give it another try, and I definitely am enjoying the writing itself, but I have to admit that the subject matter is still making me really uneasy. So we will see how it goes. I'm planning to try really hard to just push through this first book because then I think the rest of the books will be um, a lot more pleasant for me. But we'll see. I guess I'll let you know on a later episode. 
Okay, one last quick reminder here before we move into this week's recommendations. I just want to encourage you all once again to please send me some book recommendations or questions. You can ask me anything uh, within reason, of course, and you can um, either email those to me at skbell36 at gmail.com or you can record a voice message anchor.fm slash the Christian bookworm slash message. And either way, I am looking forward to putting together some of your questions and recommendations for the end, the season finale of season one. That is episode 20 coming up. Okay, let's get into this week's recommendations. This week's fiction recommendation is Hidden Among the Stars by Melanie Dobson. This is a World War II time slip set in 1938 Vienna and a modern-day bookstore. And our modern-day bookseller, Callie, um, just has so much to say about books. And if you like books about books or books about bookstores, this one will definitely do the trick for you because I loved that element. So in Vienna, we have Jewish friends and possessions smuggled into hiding And in our modern-day bookstore, uh, Callie comes across an old book that brings the two timelines together. So we've got a puzzle and a mystery that needs to be solved, and we have, of course, lots of side plots and drama along the way. And personally, I felt that this book was a perfect melding of plot and character. Y'all know I really love a good character-driven novel, but I still like a plot, and I felt like this book was perfect for either type of person. If you're all character-driven or all plot-driven or somewhere in the middle, I feel like this book would meet any of your standards. So if you are looking for another World War II book, this is definitely a good recommendation. It made me feel so many things, lots of happy feelings, lots of hopeful feelings, and of course lots of sad feelings because our subject matter is, of course, World War II. And it's tempting to say that it's dark, um, but this book, you can't use that word to describe it. I think Melanie Dobson did such an amazing job of painting a dark time in history in a way that still left me feeling light and hopeful and aware of the goodness and beauty that still exists in the world, even in darker times. And I think that is the mark of a really good writer, and that is exactly why I read Christian fiction, because I still want those good, juicy stories, but I want to walk away better for having read them. And I personally feel that this book absolutely did that for me. I know Melanie Dobson has lots of other World War II fiction on the market, and I definitely plan to check those out. But if you haven't read this one yet, please do. Hidden Among the Stars by Melanie Dobson. For nonfiction this week, I want to tell you about kind of a series of nonfiction books, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. If this sounds at all familiar to you, it might be because I mentioned it when I talked about the book Reading People by Ann Bogle. Um, That was on episode two, and um, Reading People talks about multiple personality frameworks. You all know how much I love those, and the love languages uh, framework is one of them. So the premise here is that Gary Chapman has seen many 
couples and families over the years who have struggles in their relationships where someone feels unloved by another person. And as he started to listen to the things that people would say, he noticed that time and time again, people would be showing someone else love, and yet that person felt like they were never showing love. And he realized that we all have different love languages that we speak um, and receive love in. And um, I think I read this maybe six months into our marriage, and I found this book to be so helpful. I had never heard of anything like this before I read it, and then once I read it, it made perfect sense. And I was able to see that we don't all show love in different in, in the same ways. Um, and w- that means that some of us have different ways of understanding or receiving love than others. And a great way to love our people better is to speak the language that actually makes them feel loved. And that's not always easy. If it's not our first language, sometimes it's actually really difficult. But I do believe that our responsibility as spouses, as parents, as people in the world, as Christians, is not to rest on our laurels there and just say, oh, well, I guess we don't fit, but to make an effort and to learn and to understand. And so I think this book is really helpful for doing that or I should say these books. The first one, which is the first one I read, is just called The Five Love Languages, and this one is meant for husbands and wives. Um, You don't have to be married. You could also use it for your fiancé, for your boyfriend, girlfriend, but this one is meant for romantic couples. And then there's also a Five Love Languages for Singles, and I, of course, haven't read that one, so I couldn't tell you how it differs, but that's also uh, an option. And then there's the Five Love Languages of Children, which I have and have read three or four times now and often refer back to because I do get a lot of great information from it. And um, I have some of my kids who seem to really speak my love language very well and some who don't and so it's really helpful for me to refer back to his tips on how to show each love language just to make sure that I'm always making sure all of my children feel loved. Then he has the five love languages of teens which I will definitely be reading someday when it's time and the five love languages for teens And that one is written for teenagers, and it's explaining the five love languages to them so that they can apply it to their relationships. There's also a five love languages devotional, which I found really helpful. Um, For example, he also talks in there about the different apology languages, and I never knew that was a thing until I read about it and realized that sometimes I was seeing people as the type of person who never apologizes. And after reading that, I realized that those people actually were decent at apologizing. They just didn't speak the same apology language as me. And I found that really helpful in learning to discern when a person is sorry and is apologizing, even if they are not apologizing in the way that I apologize and long to be apologized to. Um, If you have already read one of these, or even if you haven't, but especially if you've already read one of the Five Love Languages books, he also has a really great book called God Speaks Your Love Language. And I never really see this one talked about, but um, I found it to be really great and really helpful in 
feeling God's love for me. Um, Shortly before I read this book, I actually was journaling one day, and I was in a dark season in my life and was really sad and down, and I actually journaled um, in this prayer journal I wrote, I just don't feel like you love me. I know that you do in my head, but I just don't feel it. And I felt this strangest sensation. I do believe that we are all connected to the Holy Spirit. And I believe that I felt his sorrow at the fact that I wrote that. Um, And it was an interesting and actually helpful feeling. Um, And then I somehow very shortly after stumbled upon this book and I ordered it right away. And after I read it, I understood the ways that God shows me love personally so much better. So I also recommend that one if you ever have any struggles with those feelings as well. I should let you know that these were all written in the 90s. um, And the, the language, therefore, is a little bit outdated in some ways. But I still think the message is so powerful and I still really recommend the whole series. I want to go with a board book for our children's recommendation today. And this is one that is really near and dear to my heart because I have such fond memories of really of each of my daughters, but especially my oldest daughter. We got this book when she was about 18 months old and she asked for me to read it to her multiple times a day. And so I did. And then I, of course, read it to each of her little sisters, and I've probably read this book over a thousand times because of that. I guess I've definitely read it over a thousand times because of that, but I'm not sick of it yet. I still love it. I have a second copy tucked away in her little memory box, and I look forward to hopefully reading it to her babies someday. This one is Little One, God Loves You by Amy Warren Hilliker. Um, Amy Warren Hilliker is the daughter of Rick Warren, and this book is a infant and toddler version of like bullet points from his book, The Purpose Driven Life. We are really big fans of this one because it just gives some really beautiful messages for the littlest of readers in a really simple way. I think this book is great to start reading to babies. I personally read books to my babies when they were like days old when we first got home from the hospital. That's when we started bedtime books with them. So um, I feel that there's no age that's too early for that. And I love the idea of these powerful messages, I don't know, flowing into their hearts, if that's not too hippie sounding. And um This book just has some really great ones. And on top of that, it also has some really sweet illustrations, which is probably the real reason my daughter loved it so much. And those are by Polona Loveson, and we have just the sweetest little bunny rabbit. I know that by the time this airs, Easter will be in just a few days, but if you can swing it and have enough time, I would really encourage you to get a copy to put into the Easter basket of a little one, anywhere from zero to three or four years old, any kid over that age could, of course, still benefit from the messages, but they probably won't be quite as enchanted by the book as our littlest readers. There is also a sequel, Little One, God Made You Special. 
and my family does really like that one as well, but it still wasn't quite as loved as this one was. Again, that one is Little One, God Loves You by Amy Warren Hilliker. That is today's show, Bookworms. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you show up here and listen to the things I have to say. So thank you for that. And I want to hear what you have to say. So please, I mean it, please email or leave us that recorded voice message. Let us know about a book you think we should check out or ask me a question. You can ask me just about anything. It would mean a lot to me. skbell36 at gmail.com or anchor.fm slash thechristianbookworm slash message. Bookworms, I pray for you every week. I want to remind you this week that you are lovable and you are loved. You are not the things you've done. You are not the choices you've made. You are not the mistakes you've made. You are not the person you used to be. You are not the things that have happened to you. You are just the right now you, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are awesome. I hope you have a great week this week, and I hope that you will connect with me online. I am on my blog, authorskbell.com, and I am Author SK Bell on Goodreads. I am Author SK Bell on all those new social media sites and Pinterest, but I pretty much don't use any of those, so you can feel free to follow me on there, and I will check in every once in a while, maybe. Otherwise, you can just find me on next week's show. I hope you have a great day today, bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.